This is Talking Unleashed. And our guest today then is uh, Fabian Vettel. Fabian, thanks for taking time to uh, talk to us in our podcast. As always, I look forward to our conversations because uh, I feel like I've kind of known you through your racing career right from the very start, which was, forgive me if I'm incorrect, back in 2017, Fabian. Yeah, that's right. First of all, uh, thank you uh, for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. And yeah, like you said, uh, 2017, uh, you commentated (laughs) my race or especially the DTM race um, when I was racing in the Audi Sport TT Cup, actually. That's right. That wonderful tin top series, which saw so many people elevated from the success from that. And uh, it was really, really enjoyable. And uh, there was some mixed competition in that series because you were up against, uh, you know, other uh, racing drivers trying to make their name as well as glamour models and all sorts. I mean, it really was a mixed bag, <laughs> but everyone together in the same car, Fabian. Yeah, it was a, overall, it was a great experience and a great start into the uh, yeah, motorsport world for me. Um, of course, I was, uh, I don't know how old I was in that year. I think I was 17, 18, something like this. So I was not <laughs> not a kid anymore. Um, but um, yeah, it was a crazy experience to start or to kick off uh, my, my, my racing career uh, in that way. Because of course, uh, under the DTM, um, it was, you know, we had... Uh, incredible uh, number of fans and everything lots of people that uh, watched our races and uh, yeah overall was a great experience and uh, yeah I would say a great start into my career I agree with you and and from my point of view something that I, I don't know whether you were whether you were aware of this when you were racing in that or not but um, when the cars took to the track uh, you know, lots and lots of uh, DTM engineers and engineers from, uh, you know, whether it be the Carrera Cup or other other series would, would kind of come out of the garages and take a look at what was going on. Because, of course, you know, you were in amongst, uh, you know, really young talent. So I think there was some talent spotting going on, wasn't there? Yeah, of course. You know, uh, yeah. in the end, uh, we just uh, were a bunch of... Young kids um, living the dream, you know, or chasing the dream. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is, it is like it is. Um, yeah. yeah, you're right. And and like you said, of course, um, there was the contact, especially in the Audi Sport TT Cup. Um, of course, the contact to Audi Sport and Audi Sport DTM drivers and GT3 drivers and everything. You know, we had the contact and it was great to, to uh, have those people and those yeah, racing drivers um, next to you to ask questions and learn as much as you can in that uh, time in that uh, yeah beginning of that whole journey. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was a great surrounding, a great uh, place to to kick off everything. And for me, and this, you may have you may have a, a, an opinion on this, but. For me, the mm-hmm. whole social aspect on it as well, Fabian, was very, very important because we had this uh, wonderful hospitality opportunity. And yeah. I have to say, <clears throat> at the risk of probably being fired, um, I had one or two uh, uh, very alcohol-fueled uh, <laughs> evenings in, in hospitality. But what was really nice was there was this, this uh, really good social camaraderie as well. 
and you know you got to you know I got to speak to you and people like that and I hasten to add you had absolutely nothing to do with any alcohol uh, but mm-hmm. all the drivers and, and everyone everyone together uh, perhaps during an evening it was a it was a really good opportunity to to socialize and and get to know people perhaps better than for for just what they were doing on the track yeah it was yeah especially uh, those evenings um like i said i was i, I was already 18 so um, for me it was not <laughs> not too hard uh, to get uh, anything <laughs> let's let's say it like this um but yeah like you said the hospitalities were crazy and that whole experience you know for a kid or a bit older kid <laughs> like in my example um you're joining that whole racing um, passion. You're joining, you're new into that whole world of motorsport in that big, big family. Um, because uh, like you said, the, the atmosphere was familiar, uh, familiar because everybody knew and know each other in that, in that business. Uh, you know how it is. Um, and of course, to start um, in the case of, of DTM, um, was was yeah crazy experience because there are so much people and so much important people and yeah you are watching the races and the event uh, where you want to go you know you everybody's dreaming of driving in DTM um, maybe today everything is a bit different because DTM is not uh, that um, yeah how should I say it it's a customer sport nowadays you know uh, with the change to to gt3 cars it, it changed a bit um, but however uh, in that time uh, 2017 it was the dream yeah to to get there to be in dtm you, that- you make you make such a good point because you know i spent 10 maybe 11 years and yeah. hasten to add, you know, I, I, I chose to, to, to leave the DTM when I did, and uh, I remain <clears throat> on really good terms with them. And indeed, mm-hmm. um, I will be um, returning to the DTM this year at the Norris Ring, because um, my, oh, nice. uh, the man that replaced me is unavailable for that, so I will be back. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really nice to have that relationship where, you know, we all, we all parted ways on good terms. But I really felt, Fabian, mm-hmm. that uh, after 10 or 11 years, you know, and it, was, it, it felt for me like a natural time to change going from the class one mm-hmm. cars to gt3 as you have as you have kindly yeah. mentioned but to go back to a point that you were making there was um you know if you look at the the likes of 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 drivers <clears throat> that came through and I, I think it's fair to say that you know where you started it was a it was a junior series and you know there was this real ambition from young racing drivers to want to be a part of dtm and i remember speaking yeah. to uh, Esteban Acon, Pascal Wehrlein, drivers like mm-hmm. that, uh, who have got, yeah. of course have gone to the highest echelons of motorsport. Uh, but it was still, it was, you know, DTM was a real target for a young star, wasn't it? Yeah, of course it was. It was the dream. You know, it was, uh, of course, you have in Formula cars, you have, <laughs> obviously you have Formula One. So yeah. that's like the peak of the ice of the iceberg, you know? <laughs> yes. So, and, and on the other side, you have touring cars or GT cars. And there, yeah, the goal was to, to be in, in DTM one day. So, of course, to, to start your career in a GT car or a touring car, like the, uh, um, the TT car or the TT Cup car was uh, in that year, basically it was a TCR car, 
You know, yes. you can compare it with uh, TCR cars. Um, front wheel driven, um, look, looks like a, a road car um, mainly, but yeah, the dream was to, to achieve that goal to go into DTM. That was for everybody that raced uh, in the TT Cup or every other uh, touring car championship uh, under the DTM championship. Yeah, that was the ultimate goal. So from the Audi Sport uh, TT Cup, uh, Fabian, where did you go from there? Um, after that year, uh, firstly, my plan was to stay in the TT Cup. Um, but uh, Audi Sport uh, had, <laughs> let's say, different plans uh, with that series um, because I think they only run the TT Cup three years, I think. I so think I was right. in that yes. in that in that um, last year of that series. Um, so my my uh, plan <laughs> uh, was not was not possible because the series um, didn't continue. Um, but afterwards, there were some yeah, there were some uh, meetings and 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 stuff uh, to continue that cup but not from Audi Sport, uh, Audi Sport side. But yeah, in the end, uh, it didn't continue. And then I was uh, a bit uh, lonely on the road, let's say, because it was, <laughs> yeah, it was actually, it was uh, already uh, 2018, I think February. Uh, so it's it's that time of the year for, for a racing driver where you should, <laughs> should uh, know your plan, let's say. Um, for for the upcoming year or upcoming season, and if you are not having a cockpit in any se series um, in February, um, it's really tough to 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 yeah get a good position in a in a series. So I made a really quick decision, let's say, <laughs> and uh, joined the German team. Um, Konrad Motorsport, Motorsport um, in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. So also there, the contact was there because of Audi Sport and Audi is, of course, uh, Lamborghini is, is a part of yes. of Audi. And um, that's why I joined uh, in, in 2018 um, the Super Trofeo Cup. And uh, you mentioned that Konrad Motorsport, you're jumping from... Um you know, a small car to a big, big car and a big yeah. team as well. I mean, the heritage and history that Franz Conrad has, mm. um, I, that, you know, that to, to, to achieve that, because, and this, I want to go back just a little bit and forgive me, Fabian, but um, yeah, no yeah, how frustrating was it for you? Because I saw, and let's be honest, I spoke about you for, for just about every race you did. Mm -hmm. um, and I could see that the talent was there. How frustrating is it for you f as a driver, knowing that you've got that spark and that you've got that talent, and then through absolutely no fault of your own, because the series stops, it kind mm -hmm. of it kind of puts you on the back foot, doesn't it? And did that hasten the decision to go with Conrad in the Super Trofeo? Um, were there other options? Mm -hmm. First of all, of course, it was... Um yeah, I was not happy about the decision Audi Sport uh, made in that year or to not continue that series uh, because, of course, for me, it was my first year in, in professional motorsport. Let's, let's, um, yeah, let's call it like that. And I was racing against guys um, and women um, that 
were racing there for the second year or may, or maybe the third year already. So um, it was a tough competition yeah. for for me as a young young guy um, to. For me, the first year in motorsport or that first year in the TT Cup was a mainly a learning year. You know, the goal was to continue in the second year and to to yeah to just focus on not just learning to just focus more on on maybe uh, driving on podiums or, or wins or whatever yeah um to just take that experience from the first year into the second year and just be better like the other guys did of course you know and of course in that case it was yeah it was a tough decision um to 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 take um but in the end there were different options for 2018 um but for me it was a yeah great uh, way or great entry into that gt sport because for me in in that case or in let's say in that uh time uh, i made the decision to to jump into gt cars not go i don't know into formula or whatever to go the direction into gt cars and to have the goal to race uh, in the end of my of my uh, career or in the for me was the way was clear to race gt3 cars so that that's why i made that decision to jump into the super trofeo car um because yeah they they are quite similar you know the the super trofeo car has way too much power <laughs> that's that's all um i don't know i think they had uh 700 horsepower or so it was just way too much <laughs> um but yeah, it was a great step, and um, to to just plan for the future to jump in the next year, like I did yes. uh, into a GT3 car. And I, dare I say it, at the risk of sounding like I'm um, I'm um, covering you in glory, it was clearly the right decision because, of course, from there on in. Um, mm you have been able to drive some wonderful machinery for some wonderful manufacturers and some yeah. some exceptional teams and dare i say it have made you know a really strong name for yourself as being a very very competent racing driver um you know i'm talking about the likes of porsche a uh, uh, ferrari amg mercedes of course and and mm. you know <clears throat> i i i Missed out on a bit of your career because it wasn't until it was back to the GT Masters, uh, which is mm -hmm. something that I've also uh, had the privilege of being involved in and still am. And yeah. uh, to see you in that um, in that wonderful uh, AMG car where you were, you know, I felt you'd found your home. That was the car that you needed to be driving. Is that how you felt about it? Mm, let's let's say. In that time, in that uh, year, 2018, I drove, I don't know, every GT3 car. <laughs> um, I drove Lamborghinis, I drove um, AMG, I drove Audis, because, of course, I already, through that season of 2018, I planned for 2019, and... Um, and uh, to, not <laughs> to not be again in that situation, like before the Super yeah. Trofeo to just stand there and have no plan uh, or no clue what you should do. Um, so I tested every car, um, different teams, different tracks, uh, just yeah, to make that experience, to learn more, to, to, to just make more experience to step into a GT3 car in 2019. And for me, the decision was, was clear because 
um, to race an AMG car, to race uh, for HTP uh, in that year, uh, 2019, um, was just because, yeah, I just felt really good in that team, in that car, and that's why I made that decision. And we now find ourselves today... Uh, yeah. where you are hugely involved in Racing Unleashed. You're one exactly. of Racing Unleashed's ambassadors. Now, I'm going to be brutally honest with you, Fabian, because mm -hmm. you're always brutally honest with me, and I respect you for that. <laughs> um, I'm the wrong side of 50, unlike you, still young. Um, I don't look very good, unlike you, still handsome. And incidentally, <laughs> I'm not vegetarian in any way. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the thing is that I, I was very, very reluctant with regards to eSport and sim racing because I've been a petrol mm -hmm. head all my life and all my professional career. Yeah, of course. And then, you know, this horrible thing called COVID happened and yeah. where actually, uh, for a lot of times, real racing didn't happen at all. And... Ironically, I was asked by Audi to, to host a, uh, or to present and uh, commentate on an esports uh, event. Yeah. And I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. And, and do you know what, Fabian? And it's back to this honesty thing. If you'd have asked me maybe three years ago, maybe two years ago, yeah. would you ever have anything to do with esport racing? I'd have said, nah, nah, it's not for me. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm too long in the tooth. But yeah, of, is, course, of course. But it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So. It's not about me. It's about you. How 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 did that? How did the esport connection and your 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 relationship now with Racing Unleashed? How did that come about, please? Um, basically, um, to describe my <laughs> relationship um, with esport or sim racing uh, itself, you know, sim racing is it was always a part uh, of preparation, um, mainly um, in the real racing world. Let's let's say it like that. Um, because you know nowadays um, motorsport is is really expensive, and also testing or preparing yourself. And one part is testing on the racetrack in the car. Um, you need to do that. You need to prepare yourself. You need to prepare your team and everything. And you need to test. Um, I don't know, twenty to thirty days. Sorry. 20 to 30 days uh, a year um, to just be prepared and be quick enough. And that's really expensive. And then there's sim racing or preparation in a simulator because you can... <laughs> basically, it's funny because now, <laughs> basically in that moment, I'm sitting in my simulator because <laughs> that's my only, my only uh, strong or powerful uh, PC <laughs> at home. Um, so... I'm 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 sitting there uh, about um I'm sitting in it so sim racing was always a part of racing for myself um because of that preparation thing that I've mentioned and you know my connection to racing unleashed uh, I would say it was a year ago or one and a half years ago um I get in contact um with uh, Monisha Kaltenborn you know, the CEO of, of uh, yeah. Racing Unleashed. I never talked to her before. I knew her because, of course, she was in Formula One. And she was in Formula One when also my brother was racing in Formula One. So it just was a name that yeah I already heard before. 
Um, and then, yeah, I don't know how, but the contact just came. Um, we spoke about different things uh, to work together. And in the end, I liked her style of working or her um, plan about that whole Racing Unleashed um, thing. And she also liked my <coughs> opinion about it and my um, racing career. And mm, I hope, <laughs> I hope also me as a person. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's how it basically just came together. And in the end, now we are, I hope, <laughs> we are two sides. Um, we are both happy to, to make that decision to work together. And yeah, it's the journey just begun, you know. There's so much uh, that will will come and will happen. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I have to say, I mean, you know, I I'm I'm lucky uh, in that, uh, like you, being involved with racing unleashed, mm -hmm. and therefore I get to I get to talk about the racing both in the uh, racer league and the challenger league as well. And there is no question about it. And I'm really so grateful to you for having explained just how sim racing is, is so important in a racing career. Whether mm. that's, whether that's real racing or sim racing is, is almost academic because, uh, the ability you have to, 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 to race in a, in a simulator and, and actually perhaps do you, do you, you practice and, 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 and stuff like that in, we are seeing, Drivers now that are appearing in Racing Unleashed who are clearly immensely talented. And mm -hmm. this, is, this provides a vehicle, an avenue, if you like, which unless, and as you had rightly pointed out, unless you'd got ridiculously deep pockets, perhaps that talent would never be recognized. Yeah, yeah it's... The times have changed, you know. I'm not. I'm. I'm 23 years old. You know. I'm. I, I was not in motorsport when I don't know. Drivers jumped out the car and smoked a cigarette and <laughs> get on the party uh, in the evening. You know. Nowadays, a racing driver needs to be, let's say, perfect. You know. 20 or 30 years ago, a racing driver was a hero. Yes. You, you know. If if you are thinking about, I don't know. Um, Nicky Lauda, Ayrton yes. Senna and everything, yes. they were just heroes in what they were doing, but they were also crazy per personalities, you know? Today, you have racing drivers, um, yeah, they are driving fast, they are quick, um, but, yeah, I don't know, I, will, I, I don't want to say every racing driver nowadays is, I don't know, <laughs> Uh, not not as good as the racing drivers in the past, but um, what I mean is just the times have changed completely. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, you need to have really deep pockets um, and have loads of money to to yeah just step into motorsport. It's really it's really interesting hearing you hearing you talk about that because. Um, yeah, you know, if you go back to the the, the, the likes of Nicky Lauda, Gerhard Berger, James Hunt, yeah, uh, drivers exactly. of that ilk, they were huge characters and they were allowed to be huge characters who, as yeah. you say, would jump out of the cockpit of a car, a beer in one hand and a cigarette in the other. You know, that was just exactly. how it was in those days. It is completely yeah. different. And, and you're so right. I mean, now to be a professional racing driver, not only do you have to be a jolly good driver, you've got to be an athlete, you've got to be very articulate, you've got to be good with the media. Mm. And... I, I actually asked Monisha about this very point um, where I feel and did feel that perhaps 
characters were being suppressed and being almost made a little bit too clinical. And I have to say, and you you mentioned your brother who had me in stitches at mm-hmm. a at a dinner um, some years ago, um, and when he did uh, a fantastic Kimi Räikkönen impression, um, and that. Th- the, the thing is today that, and, and you were a very, very good example of this, the characters are still there. I, I could talk yeah. to you for hours and it would be entertaining because we, yeah. you know, you have funny stories to tell. And, and yeah. I just think that this whole esports sim thing, uh, what we're seeing is not only are we seeing the talented drivers, but we're seeing some fantastic characters as well and really, really good, fun people. And I think it's been a force for good from that point of view as well. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, like you, like you said, it's, it's just a completely different story to, to compare. Um, and (laughs) I think you just said it, um, you had dinner, um, when my, my brother made that, um, impression of of Kimi Raikkonen, um, you know, go on Fabian, can you do that? Can you do that? Come on. No, 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 I can't. (laughs) I'm not in that, in that case, I'm not that talented. Ah, you do yourself a disservice, friend. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm really, oh, I don't know, maybe I have it or I learned it from my father and also my whole family. We are really emotional about motorsport. Yes. We, we, I, for, in my case, you know, I'm 23 years old. I was born on the racetrack. I was not, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was, I lived my whole life on the racetrack. I've joined um, my, my, as, as a baby, <laughs> yes. I joined uh, my parents um, to, to go to the races of my brother every weekend in karting, in formula and, and so on. <laughs> you know, I, I grew up on a, on a racetrack, so I'm a big part of myself <laughs> Um, let's say my heart beats for the racetrack, for motorsport, for cars. And I would say I'm more that raw, brutal, uh, smelling motorsport guy, you know? (laughs) A lovely Um, description. (laughs) Yeah, it it is like it is. Um, But sometimes that case makes it, um, yeah, difficult <laughs> because i'm just so emotional into motorsport um also i don't know if if you're getting a penalty in a race or whatever i, I had um i already had big discussions with race directors because i'm just that emotional and i i, I love that sport and i love the people and everything that's in that motorsport family um but i don't know how motorsport will change in the next years because it changed that quickly in the past five years. Yeah. You know, and it's on one, on one side, it's maybe also scary, let's say, but also it's, I'm just looking forward and I'm really, I'm thinking a lot about that, that, um, that topic because yeah, no, nobody knows how everything in that whole uh, car industry will change in the next years. Um, and of course, also the motorsport will change. Um, and I'm looking forward and just be, I'm, I'm really, uh, I will enjoy how motorsport will change. You know, it's because I'm 
a part of motorsport or motorsport is a part of me. Yeah, absolutely. You are intertwined and ca that can never be changed. That can never yeah. be changed. And do you know what amazes me is how 23 years of age, we have young drivers now looking at you, being inspired by you. Um, and, and you, with your role with Racing Unleashed, you're helping to nurture talent that's even younger than you and and you're still only 23 how does that make that must make me make you feel really proud yeah of one side it makes me proud and if of uh, in the other side i can't imagine <laughs> because i don't know in that case maybe i'm i'm a bit like my brother because he always say uh, is saying that he's not uh How's the English word uh, a role model um, uh, or anything like that? Uh, um, and I, I, and I don't know. It's hard to to think about that. That young, younger, even younger <laughs> people uh, than me watching me on I don't know on social media or in racing and think, ah, oh, hey, look at that guy. I want to be like him. It's it, it's just a crazy. I don't know. It's, it's crazy to talk even talk about it. Um, because, <laughs> of course, on one side it's beautiful, you know, it's it's really it nice is. to to have it, or to to live that dream. And on the other side, it's just, yeah, you know, I'm just a normal guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm yeah, I'm just racing cars and, and, and do you know talking, what? talking a bit. Do you know what, Fabian? <laughs> knowing you as I do, that's precisely that's precisely what makes you so appealing because you are you're a normal guy. Um, yeah. You're very talented. Um, you tell brilliant stories. Um, and, you know, I'd, I wish I was like you. A, I could drive cars quicker. B, I could probably have more women at my disposal. C, I <laughs> so, yeah, you are a bit of a role model, friend. Only 23. Listen, I've been told by the director to wrap it up, and I could speak to you for hours because we love it. Um, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I just want to I just want to touch on uh, I just want to touch on one further topic before before I have to say cheerio to you and thank you once again for your time and your honesty, which is always refreshing. Yeah, it's not only racing, is it? I mean, you 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 study hard and and. Um, you have an interest in uh, economics, is that correct? Yeah, um, you know, as a racing driver, I always had two two lives <laughs> or two parts uh, of my life. I had that racing dream that I have lived uh, and still living. Yes. Um, and on the other side, there was the serious part, let's say it like that. Um, because my parents, of course, and uh, good that my parents had that uh, in in uh, or put it into my head that motorsport or sport in general can be really tough and one second to another everything could be over so you I don't know you just need to walk uh, downstairs and I don't know fall down and break your leg uh, or whatever and it can be over so and I learned that mentality really early in my even younger years <laughs> and that's why i made the decision to to study after school um and uh, also like i'm doing uh, now or like i'm doing today i'm studying um real estate real estate economics <laughs> and 
that's my main part of my or let's say the serious part of my life <laughs> wow. and uh, or the normal part of my life and besides that of course i'm talking to you in the podcast and talking about how crazy <laughs> motorsport is oh. <laughs> and there. yeah that's that's basically that describes my my whole life <laughs> there are so many facets to fabian vettel good looking guy Great racing driver, great talker, so many stories to tell, and blow me now, very, very clever as well, because studying uh, real estate economics. Uh, as always, Fabian, I could speak to you for, for hours, because I love our conversations, yeah. and I hope with our association with Racing Unleashed, there will be many, many more to come. Thank yeah, you once yeah. again for your time uh, this afternoon. You can go back to your studies now, but uh, uh, once again, <laughs> thanks for being part of this No, uh, maybe I'm, I'm just staying in my simulator and so so yeah thank you also from my side was a pleasure always and we'll talk again soon bye-bye for now thank you bye-bye